Hey, yo, we finally got the man of the hour, man. We've been looking for him for a long time, and he finally hopped on kicks to join us. What's up, Leo? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm uh, living, I'm living my uh, quote-unquote best life right now. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm chilling. Um, thank you for having me on. You know, a few weeks back on Twitter, um, like you set Twitter on fire because um, when you appeared at NJPW, Capital Punishment, like how does it feel to kind of be back in the pro wrestling world? It feels pretty good. It feels really good. Um, uh, probably a lot better than I thought it would feel going out there. Uh, you know, it, it was cool to kind of have a different perspective uh, on the world of, of wrestling. Uh, with me being injured um, and just kind of seeing everything for what it was and, and what it currently is and just uh, how busy it is. So I was nervous. I was definitely nervous, but um, it was a good nervous. Um, I, I felt like I was, I was supposed to be there and it was supposed to happen that way. So why did you have those doubts that you kind of ex expressed before? Cause like I've seen your work like over the past couple of years, man, like a guy like yourself, man, like, I would never think that you would, you know, kind of doubt yourself when it came to your profession. Um, no, I, I think it, it doesn't have to, um, I don't think it really has to do with doubt. Um, and maybe it did, maybe it was uh, doubt at first. And I think once you reach a certain level in wrestling, uh, once you get a chance, an opportunity to experience different things and different companies and different promotions and different like um, crowds. I think it takes a toll on you mentally because things are so different and drastically different and you have to change. You have to adapt, you have to grow. Um, and wrestling has changed and grew uh, a lot since I first started wrestling. And it's always that question in my mind, can I keep up with the guys who are younger uh, which is so crazy for me to say, because I, I used to be the young guy in the locker room. Um, I used to be, you know, one of the only young guys in the locker room. And now you see the business uh, growing and picking up so quickly. And the talent is a lot younger. You know, you're seeing rosters with the talent. They're in their 20s, early 20s. And these guys are doing a lot, uh, <laughs> you know. So, you know, I get older and I get you know more beat up and yeah those little doubts do cross my mind a little bit but i never questioned my ability to to um, be at the level that that i want to be in my training res resume and, and and all of that so i don't doubt myself at all first you said um you was the young guy in the locker room so now like years later what has that transition been like for you now that you're the vet giving like some of the young guys advice that you received when you was on the come up? It, it, feel, it felt like a kind of a hard left transition for me, just because I think the business changing as quickly as it did. And, uh, you know, at first you saw like veterans in the locker room, like nothing but veterans in the locker room. And, and now you just, it was just like this new wave, like this new wave of talent just like completely took over. And when I got released from WWE, and I had to go back on the indies, I saw just how different the game has changed. And I became one of those like quote unquote young veterans. Like now I'm no longer the younger guy in the locker room. Now I, I'm the one that's being looked up to. 
um, which was which was which was crazy to to kind of come to that realization because when you're in it and you're going uh, you know constantly and you're not looking back you know you you don't get to see the impact that you've made like on on the world or on the industry and um, that was a huge wake up call for me so it did put a little pre bit pressure on me. Um, to elevate my game, to step my game up, to continue to be respected uh, amongst, you know, the, the young pool of, of talent today, as well as the veterans that I used to work with when I was, you know, um, in WWE and, and Ring of Honor. Now you're seeing, you know, I'm crossing paths with these guys again, but now I'm no longer the 21, 22 year old piece of gold, you know, I'm turning 28 this year. So I'm, I'm definitely getting up there. Like you're a vet and you're not even 30 yet. Like your like your best years are still ahead of you, man. Yeah, I I feel in, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm uh I'm just getting started. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm just getting started. It, it, it's cool to uh kind of take this breather and see what I've accomplished in wrestling so far. Um, you know, all the trials and tribulations. Uh, you know, the, the trial and errors uh, now have this, you know, kind of like second leg um, to take everything that I've learned, uh, you know, behind the scenes in the ring, uh, you know, my outside endeavors uh, with wrestling and, and grow from that, so. Have you learned anything about yourself during the sabbatical that you um, kind of been on since, I want to say Christmas time? Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot. Um, I think, I think, I think this time has has forced me to, uh, you know, reevaluate my plan to, to well, not even reevaluate my plan, but to reevaluate how I think and why I think the way that I think. Um, kind of looking deeper within myself uh, to be able to get to this point. Um, with the second run uh, with, with New Japan. So I definitely think I learned a lot about myself and um, you know, uh, how to manage, how to, how to um, continue to grow as a man, as a father, uh, as a husband, um, you know, all, all around as a performer, uh, you know, as a musician, I, I feel like I wear a lot of hats and uh, a lot of responsibility comes with that. And a lot of growing has to come with that in order to maintain um, everything that I'm trying to uh, uh, maintain. And sometimes it's good to go away because, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And, yeah. like, and when you made your um, appearance a few weeks ago, like I said, like Twitter was on fire. Like you was trending, I think, like the whole night, like going into Sunday morning. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a great feeling. That was a great feeling to, uh, to uh, be away for um, the time that I was away and to come back in DC, you know, in my hometown, I feel like I have my family and friends surrounding me, uh, making this this big jump um, to my next, uh, my next, my next, my next marathon. <laughs> Those fans that was in attendance, they're mostly American, I want to say for the most part. But um, like, there's a vast difference between like the Japanese fans and the American fans. Like, as a performer, like, how do you kind of like prepare yourself, like going over to Japan? and um, like engage in the audience? I think I've been prepared for this um, for a long time, uh, even before I started wrestling. Uh, I, I think, I think um, coming from a military family, uh, military background, um, uh, I 
think has prepped me uh, to um, stay focused, prepped me to um, be deliberate in every single last move that I'm making, um, has prepped me to pay attention to detail, prepped me for patience. I think going to Japan is really cool uh, because I think that fan base, not saying that they appreciate wrestling so much because obviously, uh, you know, the American fan base is so strong. They, they're diehard fans uh, of wrestling. Uh, I do think the Japanese audience pays attention to the detail and maybe they uh, respect the art uh, a little bit more uh, and super appreciative to the art uh, of, of wrestling and, and not so much leaning towards like the entertainment like aspect to it and the soap operas and the dramas and, <laughs> and all of that um, which is cool because I was you know I was an amateur wrestler and um, although that is a team sport it's also an individual sport and you have to be uh, you have to be uh, you know very strict and determined and and uh, I, I think I'm I think I think I'm prepared I think I'm prepared NJPW, like, I like all their tournaments. Like, are you planning on entering um, the G1 this summer? Or I'm not sure if they're having the Super J Cup this year, but they have. Uh, honestly, um, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, it would be nice. I, I, there's so many goals and, and, and aspirations and dreams that I have uh, being a part of New Japan Pro Wrestling, but I feel like with this injury, uh, I have to take things day by day. Uh, if I if I think too far ahead of the uh, in the future, uh, you know I'm, I might be trying to like rush to get to something, no pun intended, and you know end up re-injuring myself and and uh, you know just completely put me on the bench. So I think I can only focus on my my rehab uh, day by day, day by day, and when that time comes, uh, and I feel like I'm I'm ready physically, uh, not just physically but mentally too, because it is an adjustment. Um, has been an adjustment, um, you know, the, the busier I get in uh, my everyday life um, outside of professional wrestling. Um, it, it definitely is a, a mental uh, battle as well as a, a physical one too. So yeah, when that time comes, I'll be ready and I'll be ready for, for any tournament that, you know, that date lands on. To my knowledge, like, I don't think NJPW has ever had like a black megastar, like somebody that kind of trans transcends um, wrestling like do you hope to like kind of be the first person to like fill that role I think my entire career has been uh, me being the first of, of, uh, of many things um, and it's not deliberate uh, I think I think just the way that that I think the, the way that I move uh, you know what I want for myself and what I want for my family. Uh, it, it takes me to heights that it feels like is out of my control. Uh, and I, I would love to be that. Uh, that now, is that my specific goal? Uh, no, uh, but I am glad that there is a possibility that I can be that, that first. Uh, and I think it would be a huge thing. Um, incredibly uh, inspiring to to a lot of people that that look up to me, and that's what I that's what I hope to continue to do. I, I hope to continue to 
you know, inspire people uh, and, and motivate people and give people that confidence and that drive that they feel like they need to accomplish what they want to accomplish in life. And, um, you know, if me being that first black, uh, whatever in, in New Japan pro wrestling to do a certain thing, um, I take that, uh, I take that. I've heard you on the mic a whole lot of times. And like, you kind of remind me of The Rock. Like, do you have any like Hollywood aspirations once, um, once you get into, you know, like your mid thirties, early forties, once your wrestling career starts to wind down a little bit? I mean, cause look, man, like you have the same charisma as- Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, I've always, being an actor has interested me since I was a little kid. Um, movies genuinely excite me. I love watching movies. I love watching like series and stuff like that. And it definitely makes me feel something. It makes me feel like I should be doing that. Um, or that I can do that. Um, and I like to challenge myself. Um, I, I, I think that I, I could be good at it if I put my attention and my all into that. But I feel like if I were to be in a movie or uh, have a role in something, I feel like I would want to be Leo Rush. I know a lot of people like to transition into acting to play another character, but I think it would be cool to have like a, a cameo appearance on something representing Leo Rush. Um, and I think that would be huge, you know, for me and my brand and, 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 and what I have uh, currently going on. Like one day I hope that movie is made uh, of me and somebody can play me. I think that would be really cool. Stars have that series heels so, um... Let's put that in, into the universe. Put that in the air. <laughs> Let's put that in the air. Manifest that. We definitely got to get you on heels, man. Definitely. And I definitely want to talk to you about this since we're both Black. Like, overall, like, how do you feel about the evolution of um, Black wrestlers? Because, like, when, when I was coming up back in the um, early 90s, that's when I was watching it, they always had us, like, dancing or singing or just doing something real stupid. But, like, over the last few years, like, across... Most of the companies, most of the world champions has been black and like they had a lot of representation. Like how do you feel about that? About that? I think, yeah, I think I think it's great. I think the representation for African American talent within professional wrestling is at an all-time high. And um, it's it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, uh, I definitely think we are just in a different time. Um, and I'm glad to see um, African-American talent, you know, on all platforms, getting the time that they should be getting and, and the attention and the love and the support that they should be getting and what we should have been, you know, given all along. So I'm happy about that. Like me, like, I don't want to give out, well, I'm 35, so, but back when I was coming up, you know, like the junkyard dog was unpopular, but I felt like he never really got the, um, if he was around today, like, I think he would be, you know, one of the dudes that, that can potentially, you know, jump into Hollywood. Exactly. Like I said, like I, I think we're just in a in a different time, and uh, in a beautiful time, in a time where it should be capitalized on, um, which I, I believe is is currently happening. And everything is a gradual build, um, you know. So I think uh, I think the the route that it's going is is a good route.
And you're right, like times are changing. Like when me personally, I never thought I would see the day when um rap and wrestling would like intersect with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 music world and the wrestling world is something that felt like it was two magnets like bound to eventually, you know, collide and 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 uh, I think the way that it's been blended uh, it is really cool. Um, and, and I like that the two cultures seem to respect one another. Um, so I think it's, it's healthy for music, it's healthy for wrestling and just healthy, you know, overall for, you know, each fan base um, to, to collaborate and get together like that. And one that I definitely enjoy, um, you know, I'm able to do my own theme music. I'm able to, uh, you know, be in the room, be in the studio, you know, writing the lyrics and, and create, creating this character and continue to, to build the brand the way that, that I want it and hear th and listen and hear things the way that I want to hear and listen to them to put out into the world for other people to consume. So um, uh, I like the, the control that the music industry gives that wrestler who decides to you know, uh, bridge that gap between the two. You know, have you ever pulled up to Wale's, um, to Wale's, um, oh, damn, what is it called? Yeah, yeah Wale Mania. Have you, have you ever pulled up to um, one of them events? I have, I have. Uh, I believe I was at the one in New York, and I was the, uh, yeah, that was the year that I went to WrestleMania with Bobby uh, for that Finn match. So that was really cool. That was that was dope to see the wrestling world and the, and, the, and the music industry, you know, collide like that for for kind of like a mega party event, and um, you know, just kick it, chill, listen to good music, listen to you know good interviews, and and uh, you know, just appreciate the two worlds and cultures. Conway he does a good job at incorporating wrestling into his shows. I think I seen on Twitter he had a a fake Bret Hart giving um. Fake King, the sharpshooter. Who is it? Conway. He's he's with Griselda. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That's a, I'm glad that um all all those guys um they they've been showing love you know uh, to to wrestling for for a long time you know popping up to uh, different shows uh, like Westside Gun. He's always at you know NXT shows, AEW shows, and um, and showing love so. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool thing to see. And I hope one day, like that, you can jump on the track with him one day, because I think that shit would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be dope. Yeah, uh, I, I hope. Um, I hope you know one day uh, we we have that pool of, of wrestling talent that you know is the the wrestler music people, and and you're you're able to see these musical collaborations with music artists and professional wrestlers all on one track. You have like a list of like artists that you want to work with in the future? Oh my goodness. Yeah, tons, um, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I, I feel like the pool is so big because I, I don't listen to just one specific genre of music. Um, you know, like Alec Benjamin, uh, Tali Yahweh, Post Malone, Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus. Uh, I like listening to Lady Gaga, I like listening to Kanye, you know, Drake, um, 
St. John, uh, uh, IDK, uh, Russ. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. Jaden, Willow, Machine Gun Kelly. There's so many people that, that, um, that I'd want to work with uh, who are clearly passionate about what they're doing and make good music and are just having fun. Um, yeah. You know, for the most part, like, I'm not really familiar with most of the new rappers, but, like, I gave Jack Harlow a try last week. I'm like, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm just getting old, but I just can't get into it. <laughs> no, I like, I like, I like Jack. I like, I like Jack. Uh, it was, it was definitely interesting um, listening to his last album, um, hearing him go in some, uh, some different lanes a little bit. Um, you know, I've only heard, you know, a couple of singles from him, but I'm, I'm glad that I was able to hear like a full project to see what else he can, what else he can, uh, what else he can do. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know, like I'll try and give it another listen, but yeah. I'm, I'm like, bro, this, this, this can't do it. Yeah. All right, so um, last year you had the EP, but you haven't like dropped the actual full length album since I think like 2020, 2019, yeah. somewhere around there. Like what can we expect? Some new heat from you. Um, so I actually uh, just put out uh, the release date for a new EP that I'm dropping. Uh, it's actually called Not Found Two. Um, I know you mentioned Not Found One uh, that I released uh, almost a year ago, but I'm putting out Not Found Two. Um, I just got signed uh, to a label, um, Thump Records, um, having some distribution through uh, Virgin and, and, and Universal. So that's pretty huge. Uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited for people to hear, uh, you know, music that I've been working on for, for some time now. And um, yeah, Not Found 2 releases June 24th um, on all streaming platforms. And, um, you know, if you want to check out any like updates or anything, uh, you can go to leorush.com for all of my music updates for, uh, for the EP. What are some subject matters like you plan on addressing on the new EP coming out? I feel like a lot of my, my music um, leans more on the inspirational side. Uh, me talking about, you know, uh, my family, you know, uh, love life, uh, you know, personal goals and aspirations that I have for myself as a man, and as a father, and, uh, you know, the transition from uh, where I was kind of before all of the quote unquote fame or, or, or celebrity and, and, and how I got to where I am now. So yeah, it's pretty, um, pretty much, you know, some good vulnerable content being thrown at everybody right now. Uh, I feel like this is a big uh, transitional period in my life in general. Um, so I feel like that's what you're gonna get. That's what you're gonna get in, uh, in this new EP. And, um, I hope everybody enjoys it and uh, it's going to take you on a ride of, you know, hard truths and real love and, and um, it's going to make you look at yourself um, uh, internally too. So I'm excited. I'm excited for it to, to be out and for everybody to listen to it. As long as your music don't, don't have me one, um, as long as your music don't have me wanting to call my ex, we good. <laughs> no, there will be no calling of exes, no. <laughs> <laughs> because um, once that Drake 
get on, like like his shit will have you like calling up anybody just begging for another. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I used to listen to a lot of Drake, a lot of Drake back in the day. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> All right, man. Before we go, man, like we have to talk sneakers, man. Like, what's in your sneaker rotation right now? Um, I've been, I, I feel like I've always been, um, you know, I've so I've never really been like a sneaker head. Like I've never been one of the, like the people, like if a new sneaker's dropping, I'll wait outside of the store for like, you know, six hours or something. I'll, uh, but I've always enjoyed like an interest in a shoe. Um, I've always enjoyed, um, comfortable shoes. I, I feel like I really like, uh, I really like Pumas. I really like um, Nikes and um, I like, I like, I don't know how this is gonna make me uh, sound, but I really like Balenciaga's lines of shoes, like all the tennis shoes and boots and loafers and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I like a good like luxury shoe that looks kind of like streetwear too, so. You know, is there anyone backstage from any of the companies that you work with? Like, um, are they like big sneakerheads? Um, I feel like the the culture within wrestling have just kind of turned themselves into sneakerheads. Um, I don't know where it originally started, but I feel like that's where everybody's kind of gravitating towards is being like some pretty uh, big like sneakerheads. Um, but yeah, there's always I'm always seeing crazy shoes uh, when I'm on the road. You know. You know, shoes that, you know, cost five, six hundred dollars, shoes that cost about five, six thousand dollars. So I've definitely seen uh, my fair share of, uh, of cool shoes that, that hold some, uh, some value too. Would you ever wrestle in a pair of um, Balenciagas? Oh, no. Unless Balenciaga customly made me a wrestling shoe, which would be amazing. Hopefully they hear this so they can make me one. Um, but I've always been like, a, so I, I came from amateur wrestling. Uh, that's my background. Um, so I've always worn like high ankle, uh, you know, wrestling shoes for that ankle support. Um, uh, I do a lot of moving around in the ring. So I definitely need that support for my ankles. So I don't think I, I would wrestle in a Balenciaga shoe unless they made me one personally that I can wrestle in. Man, wrestling, rap, sneakers, man, I never really thought I would see this day. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's amazing. I'm, I'm glad that it's kind of moving more into like this pop culture uh, realm and, and, and getting into, you know, other things and not being kind of trapped in that wrestling bubble uh, and being, you know, uh, put in front of different crowds and fan bases. Like the, the demand is, is uh, becoming you know, more and more as the days go on, you know, you're seeing it in people's gear. That's why people are, you know, wearing the shoes that they're wearing, you know, I think fashion ties into, uh, fashion ties into what the social media world is now. And I feel like everything is on social media and everybody's very critical of what they're wearing and uh, critical of their brand and how they want to portray themselves. So I think fashion is definitely a big thing. Uh, and an important thing in, in wrestling. And I'm, I'm glad that it, it went that route because it's opening up other opportunities and not uh, with not just wrestling. And I feel like that was a big conversation of wrestling back in the day was wrestlers can only wrestle. 
And now you're seeing wrestlers do so many other things because of how the world is evolving. So it's a pretty cool thing. It's funny that you mentioned social media and wrestling. Like around like, last year before New Jack passed, I was talking to him about um about like when he wrestled in ECW back in the day. I'm like, man, if they had social media back then, Twitter or Instagram, man, you would have been canceled within two months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine. I can't imagine what Instagram. I mean, I, it's crazy because I remember I was alive and I was fully aware when, uh, you know, social media wasn't really a thing. So um, it's crazy to see how uh, quickly it got to the point that it is now. All right, man. So before we go, I want to play a game. It's called um, Start Bench Cut. I'll just name you three things and you just tell me if you're going to have this person in your starting lineup coming off the bench or are you going to cut them? Okay. All right. So this one is um, Black Wrestlers. We got, again, I'm showing my age, Bad News Brown. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Give me intro some trouble. But here we go. <laughs> The junkyard dog and my guy New Jack. So I think start I do junkyard dog bench maybe New Jack. Who wait? Who was the who was the first name that you said again? Bad News Brown. Man, you make me feel old. I feel like you're making me feel too young. <laughs> you're making me feel way too young right now. Um, but I don't even think I know who you're talking about. He was um. Black guy back in the day, like he like like he used to wrestle back in the 80s. Oh man, I feel like I'm gonna get ate up for this one, man. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are gonna eat me up for this one. But um, I guess since I don't know, I mean I was born in 94, so maybe I get a pass. <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm gonna have to bench the last guy that you said, but maybe he's the best one. I don't know. <laughs> See, I don't know. Have you ever met New Jack before he passed? I I did I have met New Jack. Do you have any um like wild New Jack stories or anything? Um no, I just remember I, I remember meeting him at a convention. Um, I think this was in New Jersey. Uh, it was the same day I met Great Khali, which was crazy. Um, but I remember seeing New Jack, uh, and I just remember him being really intimidating. Like I remember, I remember seeing his uh, his forehead, and it was all like cut up from you know past matches and stuff. And I, I definitely remember, I remember getting an intimidating energy <laughs> about him, uh, but that's, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right, and the last, the last of the three is rappers. We got um, Kendrick, he, um, he just dropped the album last week after he's listening to it. Yeah. So we got Kendrick, Jay-Z and your guy Wale from DMV. Let me see. Kendrick, Jay-Z, or Wale. Uh, well, I'm going to have to start Jay-Z for sure. Uh, what's the second option, bench? Yeah, bench. Bench or cut. So I can't, I can't, cut, I can't, I can't cut Wale. I can't cut Wale. <laughs> There's no way I can cut Wale. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna have to bench him, and uh, it don't even feel right to 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 cut Kendrick though. This is a no. This one don't count. <laughs> this one don't count. <laughs> you can go home if you bench Wale. I can't. 
<laughs> and I definitely un understand that because when people ask me the same thing about New York rappers, I just bench well. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have it. Because here, like, dudes from, um, I'm from Brooklyn, so, like, dudes from Manhattan, they don't come to Brooklyn because they're scared. Like, dudes from Queens, they don't come here neither. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, man. So I want to thank you for joining me today. You know, I really enjoyed this conversation. Like, you're my second rest wrestling interview. Like, last year, last year we had the Godfather. Boy, we got, well, I got so high talking to him. That's <laughs> a story. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on? I know you mentioned the um, new music, New Japan. Do you have anything else that you're working on? Um... You know, uh, I, like I said, I feel like I wear a lot of a different hats. I'm doing a lot of different things. I'm always, uh, you know, uh, working on, um, you know, me and my brand. Uh, but other than wrestling, uh, music, uh, you know, uh, outside, you know, partnerships with, with uh, smaller businesses and my other business uh, being WBGR uh, Sports Network um, out, in, out in Maryland. But no, that's 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 pretty much it. Um, everything's everything's always growing. Everything's always uh, developing, and and um, just trying to make it better than, than what it was the day before. So um, just just be on the lookout. Um, you know, like I said, you can follow me on all of my social media platforms: Twitter, Instagram at I am Leo Rush, or you can go to my website leorush.com, and you can find all of my updates and what I'm currently doing. Um, uh, on there, so yeah. All right, bro, and heal up, man. I want to see you on um, NJPW Strong, man. All right, man, appreciate you. Thank you.